Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, glad to have you with me tonight. What a great weekend for football this past weekend was. Uh, hearing that song there just, uh, just brings back more old memories. We uh, actually got to play our, our first home game this weekend, and um, we got to play at my old high school where I played ball. And, man, it, it, it finally felt like home for, you know, we've been playing at a really nice place in Bristol, called Stone Castle, and, and it is a nice legendary place, but it just never felt like home, and this week certainly felt like home. It just felt like that's where where we belonged all along, so I was so so glad to be there. Tickled to death. Weather was perfect. Had a, had a good crowd. Good game for us for a while. It, it was just uh, really, really fun. I can't say enough of, you know, how much I appreciate uh, Solonese for letting us do that and, and making us feel welcome and making us feel at home. You know, that's the thing at the castle. It was, it was such a nice place and, and feel, but you never you never got that feeling like, you, you know, that when you feel unwelcome somewhere, you get that feeling because it, it was city-owned and, uh, you know, it's a Tennessee high school place there. That's actually, when I played our biggest rival, they're not but like seven or eight miles apart. Even though the east is out the country, they're only seven or eight miles apart. And uh, that always really bothered me, playing on a field where uh, it was our biggest rival for years. But uh, nonetheless, we're playing in a place now where um, it, it's grass field, but it's Really nice stadium. The field was perfect. They redid a lot of it. Actually got a play clock uh, this year. First time uh, as women player. Well, me too. First time I've been on the field where there was an actual play clock that you could read and see. We used it. Had it working. New scoreboard. They renovated a lot. Uh, had nice dressing rooms for both teams. Um, just, just a great great uh, game is all I can say and, and uh, you know what a great day for football and, and all the fans came out it was youth night we actually uh, did a lot of had a lot of games for for the kids uh, uh, I mainly foremost want to thank Wendy Sweeney and her crew 
for doing all that. They they put all that together. I didn't can't say that I had a hand in it. And, uh, didn't get to do a whole lot. We had a lot of other stuff to do, but man, it was it was just great to be there. I I can't say that enough. Um, you know, I, playing on those turf fields are really really nice. Don't get me wrong. And the, one of the best things I liked about playing on those turf is they're flat and you can really see everything. Man, there's nothing just like playing on that grass. I swear, I, I missed it. I, I didn't really know how much I, I missed it until we were out there. Our team came to play, you know, and that's that's another thing. We're uh, we've been playing really well. <clears throat> Proud of them for that. But a few hiccups, correcting a few mistakes. We're still a work in progress. We've, we've for sure not reached our full potential yet, but we're, we're going to keep grinding. Detroit Pride came a long way to play. Uh, put up a, a good effort for a while and uh, actually had several players get hurt and the, and the game was called early in the third quarter. I believe it was. But up until then, uh, you, you couldn't ask for a, a better venue. Uh, we had a lot of pe- first-time people there. That was uh, amazing. You know, people that are excited about it. The guy that uh, we go to church with, he came, brought him and his wife, and, and we seen him the next day. He just kept going on and on and on about how much he liked it. He just couldn't believe how great it was, telling everybody about it. and You know, that's what we're missing in women's football is the excitement from, from the fans and stuff. And, you know, I feel like that that's part of, of of these teams and these players. A lot of that, is to me, is, is on them, you know, because, um, I, you know, I talked to a lady today about a team, or about she on the team, and got a lot of great philosophies and ideas. <clears throat> you know, it's it's not that these players uh, have to sell anything. They just they just sell women's football and, and what it means and what it brings. If if you can just get people there, say, listen, you don't have to do anything. Just spend ten dollars to to bank on what I'm telling you. Anybody will spend $10 for anything. I guarantee you people listening today was wasted way more than $10 just today on something. So they're, they're going to they're gonna come. You give them a good product, and then they're going to come back. And then, you know, like this guy, Fred, he was telling everybody about it. I mean, you just can't imagine how excited he was. And, you know, I, I say that all the time. I tell Jennifer all the time we can just get some of these people here. If we can just get them to a game, they will love it. And we had a lot of first-time people there. <laughs> Excuse me. And all the people that were there really did love it. And I was so excited. We had the athletic director um, at Solonese. He stayed there the whole game. Three coaches from the football team were there. We had another coach uh, that coaches uh, Mary Hughes. Uh, girls team that won a state championship two years ago. Uh, he was there. The uh, head baseball coach 
was there. A lot of people from from that uh, facility and high school were there, and they just couldn't just couldn't believe, you know, of what it meant and you know the way we do things and all that. And that is really really exciting, and I I think you know as a as a whole, if each team would you know take take that opportunity, you know, to work, and that's one thing that. Miss Ellington was talking about today is what it means to have a team, what it means to build that team, and you know that's part of it. You know, when you're a first year team, you know, it's like me and her were talking today. You're a first year team. You're to me, and I'm just, and we were sort of on the same page. She's got a whole plan and a book and a package and. She actually does a, uh, a show on on this network on Wednesday nights, I believe, and and uh, I'm pretty sure you can get a hold of her if you're interested in that. But she's got a package on how to, you know, to have tryouts, how to gain uh, players, and how to make your organization uh, profitable and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, when when we were talking today, that these teams. First year, to me, their goal for the very first year is to make sure they play every single game. That don't matter if it's home or if it's away. And you set baby goals. And and that would be a great achievement. I mean, I know teams this year that are going to fall short of that. There's already several that have. And they're not just in any particular, certainly, they're already falling short of. You've got to make sure that that is your first and foremost. And if you win a few games along the way, that's great too. But the first thing you owe to your league, to your team, to your fans, to everybody involved, is to make sure, no matter what, you play all those games. Then the next year, build on top of that. If you hadn't won any of those games, Hey, set your standard. We want to play all our games. We want to win some of those games. You know, we want to grow our team. Then the next year, more baby goals. And by four or five years, you should start <coughs> compiling a lot of wins and building your program, making it more profitable, making it better, bigger, getting people in the stand because they can trust you. We have been to... Four, we played four games. You count the the uh, first game we played in Nashville. We'll just call it two because it was on the road. The Nashville game, Carolina game, and the West Virginia game, we've had more fans at those three games that we played on the road than the, than the, than the other team did. One of those was a neutral site, but the other two teams was home teams, home games for them. And we had more fans at those games than they did. And that's that's great for our team, but that's terrible for their team. You know, and I I just don't feel like that people are doing their duty when you know, when you when you sign up for a league, no matter what league it is, we're not talking about any individual league. You sign up for a league, it's your obligation to fulfill your games, first and foremost. 
the league can't do. They, you're giving them your word that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing to have enough players, to have everything ready, to have your travel, all this, all that, ready to play your games. And when you don't, that's all on you. There's nothing the leagues can do about it. I mean, they can try to get you games, certainly. But, I mean, they can't make people show up. And it's not their fault if people fall short of doing the responsibility that everybody else does. So, you know, uh, building on all this is, you know, people just think, I get the idea that people think that they're just going to start a team and then they're just going to go out there and win a championship. And you know what? They might. They very well might. But the rule of thumb is they're not. And especially if you're playing in Division Three or less football, that means you're not uh, loaded with players. So, you know, you're only going to have a certain amount of players. That means you've got to really, really work it. You have I mean, you have to start from the time the season is over from the last year, July. Most of these leagues are over in July. you got to start in August. You know, I'll never forget. When we started our team, it seems like forever ago. And Jennifer didn't even play a whole year because she realized that, hey, if we're going – I mean, we live in a small area. And – you know, if we're going to have a team, we need to start recruiting now. And if I play for a team, we're not going to have time to recruit, do all this. So she set out a year, and we we started. And we started in, the, uh, I guess it was around February when we started. I'm not sure exactly, probably February when we started recruiting. Uh, we started getting players, and uh, uh, they uh, – Played. We played, just divided up, played with each other. When they showed up down there, we divided up teams and scrimmaged a little bit, learned a lot, uh, made a lot of mistakes, but we learned a lot. And we still only had 14 or 15 come game time the next year. And, you know, it, it was tough. And, and if we had it to do over, we could do a lot better. But... We didn't know. We were just both green. We were just both getting into this, and we did the best we could. <clears throat> but we wanted to make sure that we played, that we could play all of our games, you know. And that is, that is first and foremost your your main goal. And some of these teams just don't take it serious enough for, for, for what I think you should and what it means. You know, not just to uh, play. You know, listen, to to play a whole game and, and, you know, hang in there. No matter what happens. I mean, you're, if you're a brand-new team, you're going to run up on some teams that are way better than you. No doubt about it. And that's going to show you how far you need to come work-wise. But when you don't practice, when you don't put in the work recruiting, you don't put in the work hunting coaches or the coaches don't put in the work, it ain't going to be long to your fold. And I know personally three teams that have folded already, and it's, it's a shame. And I know uh, I know how the 
the brains behind the organization work, and it's sad because I'm going to tell you, it's just like me and Miss Ellington was talking. Every time there's a forfeit, no matter whose league it is, no matter what team it is, it hurts women's football. Every time a team folds, it hurts women's football. You know, if, if this guy that's so excited about the game he came to, and he gets on there and starts researching women's football, I don't know that he is. If he gets on there and starts researching, he's going to say, you know, let's check, let's check it out. Probably the first thing pop up, probably be a WFA league. They're the biggest league. Well, look here, we already got several little teams fold. You know, next thing, you know, when I say, man, how come all these teams, you know, are folding here? Why are they, you know, then I got to go through the whole process of telling him what happens when when people don't do things the way they should. Listen, I understand you want to win at all costs, no matter what. But if you're starting a team today, I'm going to tell you something. Several years ago, several, several years ago, you could you could get you a few athletes and a few tough girls. You could probably win some games. I'm going to tell you what, right now you got to work at it because these teams have got good athletes, they've got speed, they work at it, and they want to beat you, they want to pulverize you. So you better be ready. And, you know, building a good organization starts from the owners on down, and each person has to play their part, you know. And we... You know, we were talking today, they they had a game, their last home game, they got 350 people at. That, that's a huge crowd. You know, their goal is to get to 1,000. That's my goal. You know, I'd like to get to 1,000. It was youth night this week in our game, and I would say we probably had a couple hundred people or so there. If you count everybody, I mean, not just in the stand, but everybody that was there, we probably had a couple hundred, 50, somewhere in there. And it was a good, decent crowd. You know, if the band would have got to come, it was prom night. The band couldn't come. Uh, cheerleaders that we're going to have had just gotten voted in. They weren't ready. So you take all that mixed in with a good crowd, <clears throat> then the crowd like that just almost becomes double as far as the uh, sound and loud loudness. And, you know, we actually you can hear people cheering you know, on the in the stands, and it, it was really, it was it was a great venue, and I and I just think back that the, to me, the best crowd we've had. It, it felt like home. It felt like you know you were playing for something that meant something other than just out there playing for yourself or your team. You got people in the stands, you know, rooting for you that's never even been to a game, don't even know any of the players, but look. And, and I'm not saying we're the best organization by far because we got a long way to go. I'm just saying that I'm proud of where where we're at from where we came from, of what we're doing. And it's like I told Miss Ellington today, you know, we're going to keep working at it. We're going to build on what we got started here now. And, you know, we, we got on the subject of, uh, you know, of how these teams – with so many, so few, I'm sorry, so few players that most of these teams charge a player. And they have so few players when those players don't pay, sorry, 
those player fees, they have no choice but to let them go play or they wind up forfeiting games. Well, you know, you start forfeiting games, then you're out of the league, you're out of the playoffs, blah, 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 whatever. So, you know, they get you in a bind. And, you know, my, my thing is our goal from day one has never been, and this is what I told her today, and she, she agreed, uh, our goal, she's way smarter than me, folks, by the way. She's, in a, she's a lawyer, uh, but she's way more advanced in financials and stuff than I am. But our opinions are the same because we want to get money from, from the businesses and people out there and the, you know, that, that can write it off, that, you know, can give. You don't have to give 50000 That would be great. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to take every $50,000 check we can get. But take any check you can get to, to help your organization. And, again, they don't just tell their players, hey, you got to pay this. Here's what the player fee is. Here's how you can go about getting that. I don't care how you bring it to me. Just, you know, go out and market yourself for the women's football. You don't have to sell them anything. You just market yourself. Market the team. Hey, come here and look. And I'll, I'll bet you anything. I'll bet you anything. There's people out there that will that will give you what most of these teams pay in player fees. Uh, you know, to the charge to play. And you would you would be surprised of how much money you can get raised, and then you can turn all that in to to. You know, when you go to these long games, you know, maybe you can get a big charter bus to where you can go. You don't have to <coughs> spend all night. You can sleep on the bus. You can travel. I mean, everything is so more comfortable, all that. Then you can start doing things like that. But when you when you don't have the money, when you don't charge a player fee or a big player fee, and you play these games... Uh, at home at these nice places and, and you think, man, we had a good crowd. We did have a good crowd. We also have to pay five refs. You know, you also have to pay for a field. You have to pay for the lights. You have to pay for cleanup. All that stuff adds up to way more than what people could ever imagine over a course of a, of a game. And then you start talking your travel. And then if you're lucky enough to host the playoffs, you know, then you're right back in there again. So, you can help your team by going out in here, going out into, you know, the the work areas and job places and, and getting people to sponsor you, I mean, the team, you, whatever. And you sell yourself, you don't have to sell them anything. I hear all the time, <laughs> you know, well, I can't sell this. I can't sell that. I don't know anybody. You don't because you don't do it. You don't try. You know, you can't do it sitting at home. You can't do it sitting on a bar stool. You got to get out here and work at it. <clears throat> you got, you know, to work. Everybody else is, is doing amazing things for you. You need to help yourself. I hear it all the time. And it ain't just me. She told me the same thing today. She hears it all the time. You know, and it's all about what you want to do. I'll guarantee you if your life depended on it, 
you would figure out a way to do it because then it would be important. Well, just think of this. Just like she said today, you know, I'd love to be able, you know, to get help these teams grow their players. She has a philosophy and a thing like I said in her book but that, uh, you know, that, that the theory, whatever she calls it, I'm not sure, but that will help you grow your team, grow your, you know, to where it is, uh, you know, making money with lots of players and this and that. I don't doubt it. I, I haven't seen it. I need to. I don't doubt it, though. don't doubt it one bit. Uh, I know what Wendy Sweeney did for us, you know, just no longer she's been here. Uh, she did a phenomenal job just helping us in every way she can. And, you know, that's what she she's loving to do is help, you know, nonprofit organizations right now. And there's all kinds of ways. But it's not just on the owners or the coaches or one specific player. It's on everybody. Everybody. Every team in every league. Not just one one league, not just one team, it's everybody. You know, these these big teams, you know, they got lots of players. Sure, I, I'm you know what? We could have a lots of players. We've had I don't know, two hundred, two hundred and fifty players so at one point in time either come to practice, sign a contract to play or come and never show up or come for days and quit, whatever. We've had a couple hundred or more over a course of five years. Just think of that. If if a quarter if a quarter of them, let's say ten percent of them, we have twenty one players right now, if ten percent of them stayed and played today, we would have forty well, you say twenty two and a half, twenty three more players, we'd have forty five players on our team. That's amazing. You break it down like that, that's just crazy amazing. And a lot of those girls are really, really good athletes. Some of them are really, really good players. I mean, you're talking five years in, and we only have two players. There was a girl that came to the game on Saturday that played our first year. She's talking about how good her team was, but she only knew two people. That was Jennifer and Kate. That's all that's left. She played the first year. The only two people that's left is Jennifer and Kate. There, there can't be any team, there's no way there can be any team in the country lost more players over the course of five years than than what we've lost. There there can't be. And and we're small. You just think, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm guessing low, probably at 200, 225, whatever that came through here and played or was going to play or whatnot. And for you girls that are on this team now, or people out there listening that know anything about this team, we have 12, 22, and we got one on our arm. We could have 45 players. We could be from going from an Iron Woman, we could be playing Division One football. That's, that's the difference. That's not much either. 10% is not much. And when you when you break it down like that it's it's, it's so sad. It's you wonder why you can't you know, it's like today she said, Well, you know, why can't you keep and I don't know why you can't keep. A lot of it is because, you know, we 
we make them be committed and dedicated. That's a big pet peeve of mine. And, but it's got to be that way. I see what happens when these girls are not committed and dedicated. You know, she said they have a thing on their team until the until the 500 uh, fee is paid. You can't play. Till if you don't make 70 percent of the practices, you can't play. And you, you know what? That's we don't charge 500, but our you know I'm sort of with them on the 70 percent. I mean we. I told her, I said, we usually get 75 or more percent at practice, and most of the time 100 percent now, but we didn't always. And that's what I'm saying is, is it's, it's all about, you know, when when all these teams allow these players to dictate how they do things, you wind up folding, you wind up forking and all that. And I never did waiver from that. Even though everybody said, you can't do this, you can't do that, I never wavered from my way from the beginning. And all it is is being dedicated, being committed, being serious about practicing, being serious about winning, you know, and wanting to be good and striving to be good, striving to be better, you know, not just as a player, but as a person, as a teammate, as a, uh, you know, in your work, in your family, all the above. You know, I heard a thing today on the radio coming up the road uh, about a kid going to school and his mom was looking at his classes and she got down and he signed up for baseball. She said, well, baseball's not a class. He said, no, but it's the most important one, Mama, because it builds character and it builds, you know, uh, challenging things down the road and gets you prepared for life. And that's what athletics do for you. And, you know, it just seems like that once people get out of school, that all that just seems to go away. And that's the one thing that's never left me, that competitive edge, uh, the want to be better, the you know, want to be the best, and, and all that. That's never left me. And and I'm glad it has. You know, now we suffered a lot from it through our team, uh, hard times along the way, no doubt about it. But we're better from it today. And all these girls that we have left are better from it. You know, uh, we've got some girls that have been on the team now for four years. Um, some of them this is their third year. Um, some of them are this is their first year. A few second-year players. But that's how you do it. You know, they went from 20-some last year to they got 40, 40-some this year. And they're playing Division One. Uh, they played Division One last year, even with that many. And they're playing Division One again in the WFA. But, you know, so take the prodigy. Prodigy. I don't know how they're. I do not know how anything runs at the prodigy. I know who the owner is. I know who the head coach is. I know who the GM is. I know a handful of their players. I don't know how anything runs. But I, I know I know this. They retired 30 players last year. I know once upon a time, the players they call veterans now were rookies, and they were losing players left and right. Once they finally got the bleeding to stop from losing all those players, 
Then all these girls started hanging in there from one year to the next, and then they started getting better. And now you look, you look, they haven't lost a game in three or four years. I'm not exactly sure on that. Only got scored on in uh, two or three years. First time this past weekend in, in two or three years. So that's how you do it. I know they're doing something right. I don't know what exactly they're doing. I've never asked them. It's none of my business. But they're doing something right. And that's the part I've always wondered. I always wanted to go to, you know, some of these big teams and just say, how do you do it? You know, how do you return your players? You know, I, I was talking to, to Miss Ellington today. I said, hey, you know what? Maybe if, if we can continue to, to grow as an organization, grow as getting fans in the seat, we had the one girl come up to us after the game, you know, interested in playing. Had one send me a message today that had messaged me before. It's too busy to play this year. I was at the game Saturday. Loved it. Loved the way your, your team is disciplined. You did a great job. You're the kind of coach I want to play for. Next year I'm going to come and try out for your team. Both of them are at the game. That, that's what I'm saying. If we can keep what we got and keep building on, you know, maybe we get this team to, to where – you know, we'd always hoped we could be. And uh, for all the girls' sake, I sure hope so. Because it, it's a tough grind. I mean, it's hard to believe that tomorrow is the first day of May and uh, and the season's halfway over. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow because come, uh, you know, we started, well, it ain't exactly half over, but it's pretty close. Uh, and, uh, you know, we started – group way back in September and some of these girls worked out for a long time and then practice started in December, late December, first of January and here here season is half over. And uh, you know, so you know, I already have girls saying, Man, I don't know what I'm gonna do when season ends you know. And take a week or two off, get right back to the grind if you wanna get better. You know, not near as uh, often and all that, but you gotta, you gotta work it. You gotta stay in shape. You gotta get better because, listen, there's somebody out there working harder than what we did or we were. I promise you. And if you want to continue to win and you want to continue to get better, you got to outwork everybody else. And that, that I know. And it doesn't matter what sport that is. You know, I heard. My brother's a huge Larry Bird fan. When I was young, I hated Larry Bird because I was a Lakers fan. I loved Magic Johnson and all them. He was my favorite player. And, you know, he says, and Larry Bird says in his book or something, that Magic was the best he'd ever seen. And for the first time in his life, he'd run up on somebody that shoots 300 shots a day instead of 200 like he did. There's somebody out there working harder than you. Somebody out there putting more time in than you. And it people think you all oh, you gotta be at the gym. That's great. You do need to get strong and faster and bigger and stouter. There's lots of ways to working out, but you don't have to be a member of a gym. Uh, I'll never never forget this as long as I live. I was a young boy. I always Hey, I, I, as far as I can rem- ever remember back, 
I remember playing football. My brother's five years older than me. My, one of my cousins the same age as my brother. Another cousin was a year older than me. And I had a younger brother. And us three would always play them two older boys in football. They were four years older than my cousin, five older than me, and six older than my little brother. And they used to beat the crap out of us every single day of the week. And we played every single day. Well, that transferred over to, as, as a young kid and playing and getting better and playing and getting better. We were poor. We didn't have nothing. My brother got a scholarship to play at Lee's McCray College. And uh, he went over there and he come back. And if anybody's ever seen the Rocky Four movie, where that guy goes over there in Russia and trains and puts himself through all that, I seen my brother do that in the front yard of our house. He Every single day of this, of his life, I'll never forget as long as I live. He would, on the, we had a carport there, he'd jump rope. I mean, I, I can't count the times he'd jump rope. He, he'd go out there and do up-downs. They call them burpees now and then. He'd do up-downs in the yard. Big hill behind their house. He'd bear crawl up it and bear crawl down it back the same way he went up. I mean, more spots in the yard. Run, I don't know how many miles a day. I mean, this cat was chiseled out. Do push-ups with me laying on his back. I don't know how many shit. I've I never seen nobody work that hard in all my life. Never. When he gets over there, back then, the the uh, the rules weren't weren't like they are uh, today. And you know they were sending all these all these guys uh, that uh, all these what would be five star recruits now. They send them these junior colleges. Two years, they'd send them right on to Alabama or Tennessee or whatever. He goes over there, and, and uh, one of the one of his coaches that knew the coach over there told him, said, hey, you need to give this boy a chance. The only reason he got a scholarship. He said, listen, he, he's, uh, he played middle linebacker in high school, said he's too little to play there, uh, said he's too slow to play safety, you know. And uh, the guy said, you ought to give him a chance. He's a player. Anyway, he met with him, told him, that guy told him to listen. I'm going to tell you, you know, you're you're not what we want here. And he said, the only chance you got is literally outworking everybody else. And back then, they, he went on there, like I said, I'll never forget. And they were doing four days. And they started with, I don't know, like 160 players. And they were doing two weeks of four days. After the first two days, they were down to like 120. After the first week, they were down to like 80. And when it came time to get the final roster, they didn't have to shave anybody off because enough had done running herself off. My brother was still there because he outworked everybody else. Moral of my story is, no matter who you are, if you're willing to put in the work, I'll promise you, somebody's going to see it. Somebody is going to know that you're outworking everybody else, and they're going to take hard work over talent when talent won't work hard any day of the week, folks. I'll promise you. I'll promise you. I literally seen it my eyes. When I went to watch them play 
I was in the eighth grade. When I went to watch him play the first game in college at Lee's McCray, Vanderbilt, North Carolina, it looked like a dang, I'm serious, it looked like a Division One football. Now, that's how good they were. They were big and huge and fast. You know what? My brother was the hardest hitter on the team because he wanted those other guys, you know, they had the size. They had the speed. They were naturally talented. But he outworked them. He outworked them. When the coach tells him you can't play unless you outwork them, not very many people are willing to do that. Because the easiest thing is, well, I'll just go somewhere else. They can't take that challenge. But here, listen, when you're poor and that's the only way you can go to college, you either drop out or don't go or you accept the challenge. And that's what he did. Now, a lot of people don't know who my brother is, but he was a dang ball player. And and because of his work, that's what got him to where he was. And, you know, I wasn't the best player in the world, but I was serious about playing, and I worked hard. I studied football, and that got me by. But if you want to be great, you got to work like you want to be great. Some people don't have to work that hard. You know, I know girls that play in this league that are just naturally faster than everybody else. I don't know how much work they put in, but they're good. But I know everybody else has to work their hind end off just to be on the same field. It ain't fair. That's the way it is, folks. And if you're, and if you want to be good, you want to get better, you want to play on a great team. You got to believe it. You got to do it. You got to get the people around you to believe it and around you to do it. And each person on that team is just responsible as you. You're only as good as the weakest link on that chain. You could chain up to two trucks, and there's one there that don't look too good. When one breaks, you don't have to check them all. Just go to the one that looks bad. You're going to see exactly what's the problem. It's no different than anything else. You're only as good as the weakest link. That weakest link has to outwork everybody else. When they don't, you're in trouble. When you're the better players, you have to work that much more. You've got to stay better. You've got to be the best. People are looking up to you. People are expecting you to shine. You're the best player. They're looking for you. They're wanting you to take the lead. They're wanting you to do this. They're wanting you to do that. You have to. And it's it's tough. Not everybody can be a leader. Hey, I've got we've got dogs at home. And we've had a couple of dogs in our life that they were just leaders. We've got a bunch of dogs now that are just a bunch of followers. That's all there is to it. It's the same way in animals and humans and everybody else. Not everybody was born to be a leader. They look to other people to follow. And when you set that example, then they'll jump right in there with you. It's just building a, it's building a team, folks. It's just like that. It's from the owners to the coaches to the best players to all the players. It's just like that. Hey, I think I've got a couple girls uh, from the team waiting on the line. Uh, BJ, put me one on there and see who we got. Who we got on here? This is Stephanie. Hey, Steph, how are you doing? Doing well. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, doing well. Hey, uh, what, what do you think about our new home field? 
I love it. I love the grass. Um, I'm a grass kind of kind of girl. I wasn't a big fan of the turf and yeah. the environment and all the support that we got from from the school was just absolutely amazing. Well, it actually felt like home, didn't it? It really did. It it, it was. It was such a great environment. Everybody was super friendly and super excited to see us. And uh, I really liked when we went in the locker room and they had that better. said, welcome home, Coach Johnson. You know, that, that that gave it a pretty homey feel right there. Yeah, I played there many moons ago. You know, that's what the – and the great part about it was is when I was walking over at the athletic director, he said, hey, he said, I'm going to let you have the locker room you even dressed in when you played here. Uh, you know that that just long got me choked up, ready to go. I, you know, I played on a terrible team. There ain't no doubt about it. Probably one of the worst teams in the history of football. And for the simple reason that we didn't we didn't have the the management from the principals. They didn't care about the athletics and the and the coaches. They sort of cared, but the other coaches wouldn't want their star basketball players to play football and they would be the best players in baseball and and before you know it you just got a, a bunch of players that you know if, if everybody was there should be wouldn't be playing much and um, it didn't go well but I, I can say this I, I can tell you this and anybody can go back and watch any film on me I left everything I had every single game on that field and Nevertheless, it, it felt so good to to be be back there uh, to play. Oh, I have no doubt. And you know, it's you know, as a player, you always you know you always want to put everything you have out there on the field. But it's hard to go anywhere when you don't have the support from the you know the people higher up. Uh, and that's what I love about the organization, you know, this organization and how I feel about, you know, playing there. Um, I feel like they're going to be really good to us. And I'm sure Ashley was pretty excited, too, because uh, that was the field she was going to play on if she played in high school, right? Yes, she graduated from there as well. Yeah, so I know for her to go out there and have that kind of game, and for you as well, that that had to be pretty pretty sweet, uh, pretty yeah, sweet to Yeah, right. And Jennifer graduated there, uh, so you know it. Um, Wendy's one of her boy goes there now, you know, and it it just really, I mean, it couldn't be a better fit for us. I mean, I listen, I love playing at the castle. I I never did get to play on that turf. I know it's really, really hot because we played on it. Um, I love the turf because of the way it looks. You can see the whole game so much better from the field level, you know. Like that game, if you notice the the, uh, crown in the field, well, they do that for drainage. And, you know, that's the way the old fields are. And uh, when when you're on the sideline, you can't see as much of that field. And those turf is parked so good. And they're flat that you can see everything. But, man, I'll trade the feeling of being at home, making you feel welcome, making you feel like you're wanted, versus the best stadium in the world any day of the week. I could not agree more. 
because it's, uh, you know, having that support, you know, that's, that's going to help us with advertising, networking. They're going to get students there, like, like you were talking about, you know, we're going to have cheerleaders and a band there and everything. That gets people there. Um, and which we had, we had a band a couple of times uh, last season, but if I'm not mistaken, they weren't from Tennessee High School, were they? No, they were from Unicoi High, where Junior teaches, and that's who's going to be there this year uh, at our next home game. Oh, see, that's going to be that, that's going to be awesome. Um, it, it does remind me of playing in school. It, it's it's a pretty cool feeling. Um, but yeah, the feeling of being at home—you you just can't beat it. Um, like you said, you can play in the nicest stadium in the world, but if you feel out of place, how much fun can it be? Well, I can say this: there was several, uh, there was several students from from East that were there, and they literally loved it. And and I'm gonna tell you that we. We gained a lot of respect from a lot of people. I mean, you know, the when you first tell anybody, and and I'm and listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like oh yeah, I knew women to play and all that. When Jennifer first told me she wanted to play, and I mean, not first told me, but right before she started playing, I said, listen, all the technology, surely they're playing football, women's football somewhere. And when she told me about it. You know, I was like, well, they're probably playing. And when I went and watched it, a lot of it was truly what I imagined it would be. But where we became better than that, and everybody else has became better than that, everybody still thinks the way I thought, well, we'll see how it, what it is. And those coaches that were there, the athletic director and all that were there, they're like, wow. I mean, if you didn't know those was women, you would think they were boys out there playing. And that, you know, to me, that's the greatest compliment. I know a lot of girls might be offended of that, but I'm I'm not offended of it as a woman's coach because that's my goal is to get you to play like boys, you know, to where the people don't know that it's just women's football. But they just think, hey, who, who's playing football this time here? I didn't know any high schools were playing, you know. And that's one of the greatest compliments as far as I'm concerned that you can get because they look like a bunch of guys out there playing when they're really women. That means they know what they were doing, they were putting in the work, and they've, you know, being prepared. So that, to me, was a great accomplishment. I I agree totally. Um, uh, that's a compliment that I get from a lot of people, like my cousin that came and did the chains this week, Jake. He, after the game, we asked him, hey, so how do you feel about it? And Dad told him, he said, you forgot they were women, didn't you? And he said, yes, absolutely. He said, he said about that time the Lydia came up the side right through there and struck that girl, he said his jaw dropped. He could not, you know, he, he had to remind himself that we were women out there. And... um I think people are going to start seeing through that the the work that we put into it because the difference in people's expectations with women's football, men's football, women start out as girls being told, you know, no, you can't do this. This is a boy's sport. 
So they don't get that that training, um, you know, starting in football. They don't get to start practicing at a young age and doing all this stuff, uh, you know, to get better throughout life. You know, we're kind of getting a late start on it. Um, but I think people seriously have underestimated the drive that a lot of these women have and the love of this sport because they've just they've not given it a chance. And now it's like, okay, we're still putting in this work and we're we're gonna keep going until something comes of it. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think I mean a lot of people don't know you you've lived in Bean Station, Rutledge area for the last several well, I don't know how many years, but you're getting ready to move in the next couple of weeks to the to the Tri Cities area and I think you're gonna first of all I think you're gonna really love it. But I think you're gonna really see how much uh that the people in the community are really starting to get behind this team. I know when you live away, I mean, you know, like like Mindy and them, they 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 work they live in West Virginia and they actually work deeper into West Virginia. And they don't, you know, get to come and they come at practices and game day, but they don't get to be here like when when we watch film. You know what I'm saying? They can't just drive down here just to watch film. The Knoxville girls can't just drive up there to watch film. But you're going to start seeing that people in this in our community are really starting to get behind all of you girls. And you're going to really start to see that that you haven't seen. I know you see it at games, but you're going to start to see this, that, you know, like I walk into a restaurant the other day, and the guy says, hey, ain't you, don't you coach a women's football team? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, I just seen one of your players in here a little while ago. You see what I'm saying? And I said, well, you know what? You should, you should come to the game. He said, I've seen y'all on TV. So you're going to start seeing and being a part of that, and that's going to really, you know, make you feel more at home versus just playing on a good team where you feel at home anyway. When the community and stuff gets behind you, it makes it that much better. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, You know, actually, I've already gotten a taste of that because after the game uh, the other night, we, we stopped at KFC to get some food. And there was a group of girls in there, and I, I still had my, my game pants on and stuff. And they are like, did you win your game? And I was like, yeah, yeah we, we won. And I told them about it. And they said that they had, you know, they had seen the stuff on the news, and they had seen some stuff on Facebook about us, and they really wanted to go, but they were already scheduled to work. Um, but I told them, you know, to get on the page and check it out and uh, pull up our schedule and make some requests off, and they said that they were going to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool to – I'm not even up there yet, and I've already gotten to get a taste of that, you know? Well, you know, uh, it was, um, it was at, like I said, it was after the game, you know, that, well, there was a guy that helped work the change, okay? His name's Josh something. I, I got it wrote down. But, you know, he he's a, a retired, well, I think he's going back to school, but he, I believe he's retired from the service, and, you know, he wanted to come and, come and help and bring his family and uh, you know he said hey I'll do whatever you want so he come and work the chain and he hung around till we were all I mean you know we had a meeting in the locker room and everything else 
everybody was done gone but us, and he hung around just to say, hey, man, I, I won't be a part of this team somehow, some way. I don't care, you know, what I have to do. If I have to be the water boy, if I have to be the chain man, carry the bag, whatever, I, I want to be a part of this team, you know. And that that right there is, you know, everybody wants – here's the thing. Most people come up to me, I want to be a coach. Well, you know what? Guess what? Get in line, you know. I don't just let anybody <laughs> coach. And, you know, you're going, I don't care how good you are. You know, it's a process here. And, you know, but just just for him to to like it and want to be a part of it, that man, first of all, he hung around for how long? An hour, hour and a half? I mean, from the time the game was over until we all was done ready and we had a meeting in the locker room. And then we all went out there, and everybody was gone with us. He was still out there waiting. You know, it would have been easy to uh, leave and then call back or whatever. He hung around just to say, hey, I want to be a part of this organization. I don't care what i got to do. You just tell me if I can be a part of it. Tell me when practice, I'll be there. If it means whatever. You know, there's not very many people that are willing just to do that. You know, there's not very many people... I mean, some of them that you know, yeah, but this, we've never even seen this guy before. He messaged the team and called Jennifer or Wendy one and told them, hey, you know, we'd love to come, um, you know, and, and uh, I'll help work, whatever, and then hang around just to say that. I mean, that, that's amazing. You know, and then uh, another friend of uh, – uh, of the family's brains, her daughter to watch, and her daughter's friend comes with her, and she's like, oh, my God, I want to play this, you know. She looks like a good athlete, you know, she's supposed to show up. And, and then another girl, like I said earlier, that had played before, but she uh, quit, not, I ain't going to say quit, but no longer played because of the, you know, how most teams act, Steph, I don't have to tell you. You know, and she said, I couldn't take it. And I told her a long time ago, I said, well, our team's not like that. I can promise you. She came to the game. I didn't know she's there. I don't even know who this girl is. She contacted me a while back. Sends me a message, hey, I was at the game, and you were right. Y'all are way different, and I love it. Next year, I'm going to come and try out. You know, that just really, really makes you feel good. I mean, there was a lot of people there that I knew that had never been to the game, and I know that if they get them there, they'd love it. But when strangers that have never seen your team, never seen a women's football game before in their life, when they come up to you, wait on you, contact you, whatever, want to be a part of something, it it really makes you feel good. It does. That's when you know your hard work's paying off, that everything we've been putting into this, it's really starting to pay off and people are seeing it. And, like you said, the more people we get there to see it, the more people are going to fall in love with it. Like, we have tons of legitimate football fans out there that don't even have a clue women's football exists. And, of course, the more people we get in the seats, the, the best form of advertisement is by word of mouth. So the more people we get there, the more people they're going to tell about it. And that's going to, in turn, get more people there because, you know, they're going to be like, hey, dude, you have got to come see this. Um. And I really, I really feel like that's already starting to happen for us, and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Well, Sunday, me and Jennifer was sitting in there watching game film, 
and and you know, and another deal just like this in our community. Her phone rings and she says, I bet you know how telemarketers just wire you out and they call from all different numbers. Of course we always answer like idiots and she answered and this guy and, you know, said, Is this uh I guess he got her number off the website, is this Trap City Thunder? She said, Yes, sir. He said, Well I'm such and such, I'm a lawyer here. Uh, in the in the Tri Cities area, he said, "I've seen your football team on the news this morning." He said, "No, I, I want to come to a game." He said, "I never even knew we had a a women's football team in the area." She said, "Yes, sir. This is our fifth year." He said, "Well, where are you based out of?" She said, "Well, you know, we're, we're out of the Tri Cities. We got players from West Virginia, Knoxville." She went on through the deal and said, um, "He said, well, where is your?" A team actually based on. She said, well, "We live here in Piney Flats," and he said, "Where at?" She told he, he lives a mile from us, one mile from us. He's thirty, and he's never even heard about us. And he's just happened to see it on the news, and says, "Well, when is your next game? You can count. I'll be there." You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just just if we don't, if we didn't gain any more people. Just the initial exposure from playing at Sullivan East High School versus playing up to Stone Castle, the recognition, the support we got from everybody, was if we don't gain any more the rest of the year, in my opinion, was, was well worth the boost. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, every person, you know, we get, you know, to see us, that's, that's an improvement, and We've already, like you said, the support and exposure we've already gotten has already been huge compared to last year, and that that really does make it worth it. Um, and the exposure we're continuing to get, um, you got, we got more people willing to endorse us and um, you know advertise for us, and uh, the documentary that Anna's working on. I mean. Um, a lot of people are a lot of people are getting behind us because. You know, I remember Wendy saying not long, not that long ago, they didn't know you, you know, this organization, you know, was what it was. Um, uh, but um, they came, they saw, and you know, just like uh, that other guy, they were to be a part of it. And I feel like, I feel like you know, that is going to continue to happen for sure. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I was, I knew, I'd met, me and, well, Jennifer and Wendy had set the groundwork, and they went and met with the uh, principal at East, and they got all the ball rolling. It wasn't me going up there, but the very day we went to uh, finalize everything, Jennifer couldn't go, and I was home, so me and Wendy went, and the trainer, the doc guy that helped, Helped us out this weekend. He was there. He takes care of the field and stuff. Um, coach Dyer, the athletic director, he was there. And the head football coach and the principal, we were all in a meet. And, you know, we go down this list of stuff. So I knew that the athletic director would be there. I knew that the trainer guy would be there. But I had no idea that four other, well, three other football coaches the head baseball coach, uh, a head ba- girls basketball coach, Mary Hughes, and some other coach, I'm not sure who, would all be there. Plus, the the Sullivan East High School 
they have their own photographer. He was there himself, and he took pictures and and added it to the Sylvanese page. I mean, you know, for them, you just think of this. We played at Tennessee High for four years, had two two championships and two All-Stars there, games there, and played there for four years. They not even once put us on that billboard sign out there to stick little letters on. They never advertised. They never did anything, period, for our team, period, other than just take our money. Nobody lifted a finger to do anything. And in one game, we have all of these people there. Not only are they there, if you scroll through the pictures, you'll see all of them standing in front of one, uh, standing behind one of our signs, getting their picture taken. And the photographer is, is putting our photos on the Sullivan East page. They're, they are endorsing us. If that alone is not enough to get excited about, then, then I don't know what is. And for me, like I said, <clears throat> for myself, Jennifer, and Ashley, being alumni there, uh, and me playing there all those years, that that means the world to me. Oh, I bet, yes. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I saw that picture that you're talking about, and it, it tickled me because, that you know, that just goes to show what we're talking about, you know, and that they, you know, are endorsing us. And, I mean, that's really the best thing they can do for us. Like you said, that never once happened at Tennessee High School. Yeah, it was a nice field, but, like you said, there was never a sign, never no, any posts about us, nothing. And um, really the most support we were getting were from, people that we knew that were coming to help out, uh, not from the organization itself. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just really excited about it, uh, you know, and it, it can only get better. You know, the uh, we got another home game in, in uh, this month, well, in May, it ain't this month yet, but, you know, in, in May, and then we have the, uh, the Lady Gators coming there on June the 15th. We know that's going to be a, uh, a heavyweight fight and then, uh, you know, hopefully be hosting a playoff game and then, you know, hopefully be playing in a championship game there. And, uh, you know, just the, you think of this, Steph, of all the places that you've been with us to play over the years, uh, now the Gators did have a nice locker room for us and, uh, the uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Um, and when we went to Nissan Stadium, the Titans had a nice dressing room. Other than that, most of the places we go play, they don't even care, man. And you know, they they actually the the away team actually had a a, a true locker room. You know, where we dressed was fine. I mean, I was tickled to death with it. But, you know, if you had to go through a little weight room to get to the area, they actually had a true locker room. I mean, it was like, you know, they asked me, hey, you know, what do you want to do? I said, I want to get them in a locker room. You know, they travel this far, anything, they deserve a ride. We don't want, and you know what, it was like, you're exactly right. And they go over and give them a locker room. We, uh, you know, 
another thing, the locker rooms at Tennessee High were terrible. They uh, they were building a field house this year, but they didn't want you to use them. So uh, the locker rooms were terrible. They wouldn't let you open the concession. Uh, I bet the concession, I don't know how much they did, but they did a pretty good little business, I bet. The band, the, the Sullivan East High School band opened in, so they got to fundraise them for some money. Had some nice bathrooms. Uh, Wendy and them had a bunch of nice stuff set up, some, some gifts and that and other. It, to me, it, it wasn't a turf field, but I care less about that. But the venue itself was, was fantastic. Oh, yes, it was absolutely fantastic. And I'm excited about continuing the season there. Um, I'm really looking forward to our next home game. Um, it's, I'm, really, I'm really excited to see where this season goes because for, you know, in my mind and in my eyes, I feel like it's really starting off very well. And I feel like we can, you know, keep this momentum up and make massive waves throughout this season and I would I would love to be playing the championship up there. Yeah, you and me both. Well, hey, I got Henderson waiting on the line. Let's get I'm gonna get her on here to talk a little bit and uh before we have to get off step. Thanks for calling in and hey look forward to you get moving up to the house there. Oh, me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, well, you have a good night. Thank you. You too coach, thank you. Okay. All right. What about Bulldog Henderson? Is she on there? Yeah, Coach. How you doing tonight? You sitting, you sitting on there chomping at the bed thinking I wasn't going to let you get on there and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the clock. You about, I was about, at the clock. You about like Jennifer's pup. You about to chew a set of furniture legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, get a little close on time. <laughs> Oh me. Uh, hey, what do you how do you like uh how do you like her home field the hospitality uh, this weekend? Uh with this being my first year and uh that being the first game, I could tell you it was just uh a tremendous experiment experience. Like uh just having my family there, being able to be there and uh my sister co worker going there and she had already had kids that uh, that go to that school, and she knew you and your family. I mean, it's just, like you said, it was just like a perfect experience. And uh, everybody, like, catered to us. And I'm not and I'm not saying catered to us like we are just uh, somebody better than anybody, but they just showed appreciation. Like, we felt value there. Well, I know I did. And, uh, I mean, it was an awesome experience, awesome experience. Yes, it, it was, and you know the um, the just I can't you know say enough of just how not just the the Sylvanese staff, but how the community you know had got behind us, and uh, you know was was helping us out. Like you say, I, I'm gonna say this, and I said it before before the game. There was. If you count everybody, and I mean not just, I mean there was a ton of people that never even made it to the stands. So if you talk about just the people in the stands, there was probably a couple hundred, two, a couple hundred, twenty-five or something. 
there was probably a third of them people or more that had never even been to a women's football game. Just think of that. That they've been to a football game but never been to a, a women's football game or been to one of our games. And for them to come and, you know, and to, like you say, just really love it and, you know, can't believe, you know, what what we stand for and, you know, uh, what we do, not just on the field but off the field. You know, there, there's more to this being a great team than just being great on the field. And, and that, you know, like I said, I was proud of that because one one girl that has played before for somebody, you know, and quit and didn't return to play for them because of the way things were. And, and you know, when I told her things were different here, she come and see for herself. I didn't have no idea she's coming. And she, you know, sent me a message yesterday, hey, I was there, and you were exactly right. Things are way different. Next year I want to play for that. You know, and then the guy waiting until everybody was all gone to, you know, say, hey, I want to be a part of this organization just to, just to help. If it means being the water boy or working the chains or, you know, whatever, holding a dummy, I want to be a part of that. That means more than anybody could ever imagine. I know to some people, big cities or whatever, they may say, oh, yeah, they're making a big deal out of nothing. No, we're not, because not everybody has that kind of support. And and when you do have that kind of support, you always you always are, are appreciative, regardless how big or how small it is. Uh, just for people wanting to take time out of their day and away from their family, and they see something that you're doing, and they want to be a part of. I mean, like you said, that's something to brag about. I mean, a lot of people are. I mean, I know I am. I'm selfish with, with my time. I don't give everybody my time. I don't feel like everybody deserves it. So for somebody to just willingly just, like you said, is uh, come and experience something for the first time and feel so uh, moved by it that they want to be a part of it is uh, definitely something to brag about. I had uh, my friend and her daughter came, uh, Melissa Morton. They came out and they came to the game and I didn't even know it was there uh, because they said you uh, you was on both sides of the field, and uh, I didn't get to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. But and I told everybody that too. I was like, I might not get to talk to you because I'm like so focused on the game. I was like, but I do appreciate everybody that came out. And I had another a man for my job. Uh, I didn't he didn't even work Monday. He told me today when he came to work today that he was like he came out there and he was like I can't wait to the next game. And he's an older man. I mean, he's probably like, I think uh, Ronnie's in his 60s. And he came out there to support. I mean, you just you just never know who you can touch and by just, like you said, to, uh, just going out there, expressing to them, this is what we're doing, and come out here, experience, experience this. And it's only $10. Like you said, people spend $10 every day. And uh, people will do it. The weather was good. The atmosphere was good. I mean, it, it was. If you if you wasn't there, I don't know where else you could have been. Well, that's the thing. There's so much to do anymore in life. I mean, everybody's got. Seems like everybody's got a ton of kids, and and they're all going all different ways. And there's so much stuff to do. 
And, you know, you can go spend your $10 somewhere else. And for those people to come and spend it there on a, on a bunch of girls that work hard, um, you know, every day they have to hear it from me every day and that we practice and, you know, to the grind. And, you know, I'm listen, I watch film. I'm not watching for things we did great. I'm watching for things we did wrong because that's what we got to fix. It's the good stuff you can do now. You don't worry about. You worry about stuff you you can't do good or you didn't do good. And you know when you when they come to see you play, it it does mean the world to me, and it should mean the world to all you girls because I could hear your mama up there. I could hear your sister up there. I could hear uh, Shay's man up there. I could hear all kinds of people, you know, hollering, and that means the world. You know, when I was, before I came down to the field, I was up there and all those coaches and stuff were walking by. And they were saying, man, I, I just can't believe this. I just can't believe it. You guys, you know, you really do a good job, you know, and it's like Caitlin kicking the ball. Hey, I went and watched East play this year, and they, they're, she can kick the ball better than their kick, you know. And But we work at it. Now, we, we're just now starting to work at it more. And you seen in warm-ups how much better she was. So, you know, to to see that, to gain the respect, not just from, you know, from fans is one thing, but to gain respect from people that are like, well, we've heard all about it. We want to see it. And then they're like, wow, you know, you, you really are. That means more, I'm telling you, than, than people can ever imagine because, it's like when you say women's football, everybody's already like, okay, you got to prove it to me. You know what I mean? One of those kinds of deals. Well, we we went out and proved it. Not that we're the best team in the world, but we went out and proved that we're, we're willing to work hard. We made mistakes. We know what they are. We're willing to get better. We're willing to help this community. We're willing to get everybody in the community behind us to make women's football better in the Tri-Cities and surrounding areas. And I think, and I think we uh, absolutely proved that. I mean, and if you don't, and if you're not a believer, come spend ten dollars and come to our next game, and we'll make a believer out of you. I think anybody that came there knew that everybody on the field was serious. Everybody was taking it serious. We compete like any other sport out there, uh, male or female. And I feel like, like you said, the way we represent ourselves, the way Sullivan East represented us. We we compete with anybody else, and we are uh, we are definitely uh, worth seeing and worth uh, coming out and just supporting. Yeah, you you haven't got to play here before, and and like I said, the Stone Castle is an amazing place to play. But I'm gonna tell you something when. Every time you walk in there, well, first of all, for me, it was always a rival for me, so I never did really like playing there anyway other than it was a nice field. But it was a nice field if we could get it. But, you know, it was it was more like that you were there because, you you know, they had to let you be there, you know. And, and this was like, oh, we want you to be here. And then they showed us they wanted us to be there. And then we give them in return why they wanted us to be there. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was like going out and buying something 
or selling something to somebody that wanted it so bad, and it was even better than they could ever imagine, and everybody was so happy. That's about what happened there this weekend. And, and you know, like I said, to a lot of people, it does probably mean a lot. They probably make fun of it. But I'm going to tell you, for me, as an alumni there, played four years of football there, and give my heart and soul to playing there, I, I couldn't be more happy. And then for Jennifer and, and Ashley to be alumni there and, uh, you know, for people to recognize them for that, it, it was just truly amazing. It was, and I felt like, uh, just like you said, the overall experience was uh, just warming. And like how they just like uh, just us entering the field through the big gate. How they told us they wanted us to come through the big gate, and just running on that field, and just looking at looking at the side. Like I said, I couldn't find you. Just ha- and you was up at the booth. I said that that's where coach supposed to be at. It just it just everything just gelled together. It, it, like you said, it was just like putting on your shoes. Uh, everything just fell in place like it was supposed to. You know, when I played, that's exactly the, the what we did. We was in the same locker room. We walked down the same sidewalk, walked through the same big gate. The entrance y'all walked in was exactly the same way as it was when I played there. And my, my goal is for, you know, by the time that, uh, you know, hopefully we get everybody behind us, that when I played there, and this is what's bad, is we, I'm telling you, we were terrible. And and the fan, the stands was full, and that's what my goal is to fill those stands for for you girls. You know that that's the part of what I want to get. I want y'all to experience what playing in front of a big crowd really is. You think that just that little crowd? Wait till that band gets there. Wait till those cheerleaders get there. Wait till a bigger crowd gets there and everybody gets in the role. And you think. Man, you're all fired up and ready to go now. Just wait till then. Every person in there standing on their feet cheering for you when I played and you was terrible, and now we got a good team and all that can happen. You just wait till that day happens. And that and that goes exactly back. That goes exactly back to last week's conversation, Coach, when we were talking about what a championship team is. It, it what is made of. It's not always just made up of the people and the players, even though you need that, and that is a very important part of it because you need the players to win. But it's not just about that. It's it, Like you said, it's about the way you carry yourself, the way people see you on and off the field. And, like, the way the, the way this year has been, been changed, I guess, from what I have seen the team from September to where we at now and the, and the change, and I know you have seen the change, from the five years that you have had this organization, you can tell when champions are being made. And this is a championship organization. And that's why all the hard work that we're putting in and the grind that we put in for practices and games is going to all come to show. And, I, and I've been saying this for the beginning of the year, and I'm going to keep on saying it until I prove wrong. We This is our year. And I feel like everything is just falling in place to, to – to show that because we're like you said we're showing it on the field and we're showing it off the field well you know here here's the great thing about true support and and this is anybody 
true support and a great fan, listen, whether you win or lose, they're behind you. Whether we go out and win every other game, playing a championship, win it or lose it, the the respect that we've gained, the respect we're going to continue to gain is going to be something that's there forever. And, sure, winning is all worthwhile. But when you lose and being able to lose with class, and what I mean by that is if you lose and you don't show your ass and you don't go crazy and do stupid things, people are still behind you, man, because it is a game. And, listen, even the best, I don't care who they are, the best teams lose at some point in time. It's what you do after that. It's how much you learn from that. It's how you conduct yourself. And I'm the worst loser in the world, by the way. But it's how you conduct yourself and get back on track. And, you know, how you can still look to those fans and say, hey, thank you for coming. Thank you for supporting us. They're still going to support you, win or lose. We won the hearts of these people before that game ever started by the way we conducted ourselves, by the way you girls mingled out there with the kids and played the games and did that. And then when we did everything we did in the first few plays of the game, it go right like we wanted them to. And uh, here we had to, you know, dig deep and then get right back on track. Before we ever scored, we'd done won the hearts of those fans. We'd done won the respect of everybody. And that's something that you're going to, you're, you're going to retain as long as you keep doing things right, win or lose, because, listen, I don't care who you are. At some point in time, you're going to run up on somebody better than you, and you're going to lose. It's what you do from that moment on that's going to define you. You definitely are. And when that, and when that time comes, you're definitely going to have to be ready. Uh and like I and like you say, it's just like the way you carry yourself and the way you uh, conduct yourself on and off the field. Because sometimes, uh, like you, it just sometimes it's just not about like winning and like you said, it's not all always about that. It's about how people, like you said, view you off off the field and how you, how you can just. Uh, move from hard times and how you can get from there because we did at the beginning of the game have a hard issue. Uh, I felt like we couldn't move the ball. I don't know if it was just like home game jitters, but it felt like we couldn't move it for a little bit. But once we got over that and we got the momentum and the crowd got into it and you can uh, I just listen to the man commentate, uh, we'll talk about the game and how the plays was going. I mean, it just to me, it felt better than Tennessee Titans Stadium because at least it felt like you said. At least it, it felt like it was mine. Yeah, it most definitely did. I, like I said, it. You know, it was just. It was just. Uh, uh, you know, we dropped the ball right off the bat, very first play of the game. We dropped the ball, and then we, you know, they blitz, and we don't pick it up, and. You know, here it is. We're we're third down and long, but then the next two plays, we're we're you know we pick up huge yards, then we pick up the first down, and then then we're off to the race. At that point, I'm telling you, at that point when when it was when it was third and probably twenty, I don't know, I don't even know what the yardage was. At that point, 
is when we gain the respect from everybody sitting in that stand because everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, we've heard about this, we've heard about that, this team. I mean, they look like they're nervous. They look, I don't know what's going on. And then we pick up that first down, and then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're good to go. That's when we gain their respect. So, Henderson, hey, we got about to lose, uh, run out of time here. But, hey, I appreciate you coming on and talking and uh, real excited. You and Steph both, uh, uh, we're ready to go. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good practice this weekend and, and get ready for a couple of weeks. So, thanks for coming on. All right, I appreciate you, Coach. Okay. All right, that was uh, Jessica Henderson and Stephanie Evans. And, um, and they they played good for us again this weekend, and uh, everybody did. I mean, we got a bunch of young girls that have a lot of learning to do, but we got them in there, and they made some mistakes, and we're going to learn from it. But for everybody that's listening or, you know, that can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can just hear the excitement in my voice of, you know, our home field and everything about it, and, you know, I wish every team had that home field experience without having to um, get embarrassed by teams, the fans, announcers, and the sideline crew and all that stuff. Uh, but it, it was a great experience and great venue. And I, I thank personally Sylvanese High School for, for all their support and everybody there and, and for everybody that uh, came to the game as well as, uh, you know, Watch the highlights on the TV and stuff. Thanks, uh, JC Off Sports Network, for letting us come on here and talk uh, about women's football and all the people that tune in. Uh, so next Tuesday, we'll see you then.